Hello there, I'm Kevin Scott, writer of Star Wars The High Republic from Marvel. This is George Mann, author of Myths and Fables and Dark Legends. And you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Always do there are. No more, no less. A Utini Podcast Network production. A master and an apprentice. Episode 147, Conversation with Kevin Scott and George Mann. But which was destroyed, the master or the apprentice? On this episode, get ready for new Star Wars books. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. We go down under via Massachusetts with our Patreon of the Week. Good. Twice the pride, double the full. And the Utini crew talks with Star Wars authors Kevin Scott and George Mann. Sith Lords are our speciality. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome to The Living Force, a Utini Network podcast all about the books we love and the creators we love even more. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight... To witness one of our favorite chats with two of our favorite guys are two of my other favorite guys. Starting off with the man, the myth, the legend who is hiding his glorious Star Wars sign, Dr. Corey Helton. Look at that! There it is. Look at its glory. It's glorious. It's glorious. Although I do have this giant gaming chair and you don't get to see it really. You just get rus. I I love Verse. It's my favorite franchise. (laughs) Oh, I love love the visual jokes for our audio listeners. It's great stuff. But what I love more than that is the man behind the buttons, the man who keeps us going, the man who triple-checked the audio, Wes Jenkins. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Um, When I was setting up uh, my studio here, I noticed that I could put Doc into the shot a little bit. (gasps) What's up, buddy? His favorite chair over here that he, I will be in the living room and he comes all the way in here and sleeps in here wow. because apparently I need to move this bed into the living room because he doesn't apparently. like the other one he has. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> oh man, I completely understand that. I I now because this is my office, everyone. That this living room slash office slash haha one bedroom Chicago apartment uh, all day when I'm working my my regular person job. Morden will come in here and sleep on the couch, and he will put the pillows and blankets in such a, a ridiculous, towering cacophony that every time I have to do the show, I have to reset the room. But I love you, buddy, and I wish you were here instead of hiding from my voice. Well, while Morden <laughs> isn't here, you all are. Hello to everyone watching us live and listening or watching us later. Uh, we love you. If you're watching, of course, remember to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast catcher and give us a review. Uh, five stars only would be lovely, and if it's not five stars, I don't know. Forget that I said that. Just enjoy. Uh, we are happy <laughs> to be here. Uh, like we said, our main show tonight is going to be our conversation with two lovely men, Kevin Scott and George Mann. But before that, a little bit of news. First of all, I want to remind everyone that next week, a week from tomorrow, February 1st, that's right, we're already a month into 2022, it seems impossible, Midnight Horizon, this guy right here. Uh, comes out next Tuesday. Look at this thick 
boy, almost 500 pages of greatness <laughs> from Daniel Jose Older. And if you're following our socials, you will know that our review is dropping day of. Both our written and video review of Daniel Jose Older's Midnight Horizon, spoiler-free, will be dropping next Tuesday, February 1st, on release day. So, we know you already got your pre-orders in at the Utini.com release schedule because you know what's up. But if you want to check out our words and our thoughts as you get the book or before you jump in, next Tuesday, Midnight Horizon, absolutely cannot wait. And... If you're on this YouTube channel, a reminder that last week we premiered our trailer for our upcoming documentary about our trip to Asheville that will be on Patreon. And that trailer is now clipped out and live on this channel. I believe it's two or three uh, videos back. So if you have some time and you want to check that out or you want to send it to a friend that you're like, hey, you should join this Patreon. Look at this fun these guys had. That is up on our YouTube channel, our Asheville trip trailer. We loved it so much. Corey, you absolutely just rocked it with that editing. And it made me Thanks, cry. Thanks, man. Maybe Thanks, crying. man. Now we uh, we uploaded uploaded all of our uh, video footage to this platform. We're gonna play around with and and see if it works. Nathan on our team has uh, agreed, and maybe maybe regretfully on his part at this point uh, to <laughs> help us edit this thing. And uh, I uploaded over 200 gigabytes of video footage. I mean, it's like. 14 hours of video footage or something crazy like that. So I'm excited yeah. to see what it is. I mean, the interviews look really good, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun project. It was like a 3D printer, but it was uploads. Like, people are like, yes. oh, it's going to be 14 <laughs> hours to see what comes out, and it's just video footage. So, yeah. very excited about that. And people that are helping us get to that goal, I want to shout out a few. Our new patrons this week that headed over to patreon.com slash to join the family. We have James Weimer, who became a monthly patron, and Nico Kaboras, who upgraded to the Inquisitorious level, and Ski, who became an annual patron. Thank you all so much. We hope you're enjoying the extra shows, the early shows from our bonus shows there, and of course, the extra commentaries and the upcoming extra documentary and all the other amazing content we have over there. But most of all, aside from all the extra content that's over there, we hope you're enjoying the feeling that you are keeping Utini afloat. Everything that we're doing in 2022 is thanks to you. Uh, We've been having meetings today even talking about new programs we can use to make the site more efficient, to make all the resources better, and we wouldn't even be able to think about that without your support. So thank you so, so much. Now, it's been a while since we've had this last thing, but for the first time in many weeks, our lovely Patreon manager slash documentary star, Timothy Guthrie, reached out, and we have a patron of the week. Wes, put him up on screen. Let's see who it is. Good day, lads. My name is Matt Billington, and as you can probably tell, I'm from Australia. But I recently moved to the States and now reside in Connecticut with my soon-to-be wife. It's uh, just a little bit colder here than I'm used to, but I'm getting over it. Uh, so my love of Star Wars began way back when I was six, when I first watched The Empire Strikes Back. And ever since then, I've uh, devoured the movies and TV shows at uh, regular intervals. A uh, super fun Star Wars fact of mine, slash uh, humble brag, is that because my cousin worked for Disney, I got to see The Force Awakens in an advanced screening days before the release. It was a great day. So I first attempted to get into the novels back in 2006 when I read Shadow of the Empire, but I found the EU timeline very confusing and couldn't find the resources I was looking for online on what to read next. So it wasn't until The Mandalorian aired that I decided to give the novels another go. Um, but I was so bloody confused about what was canon and what was legends, so I went to tr- onto trusty old Google and then bam, there was Utini. And they had the simple answer that I was looking for, as well as the very powerful and almighty timeline and reading order. 
Um, I'm also a big long distance runner and I was looking for a Star Wars podcast to keep me company on those two hour long runs. But I needed a podcast that was going to be positive and where the hosts actually like Star Wars. And then bam, there was Living Force. So since then, I've read 25 canon novels and over 200 canon novels, uh, with The Lost Stars being one of my personal favorites, closely followed by The Light of the Jedi. I'm loving The High Republic at the moment. Well, Lance, that's enough out of me, but uh, thank you so much for all your hard work, and I'll leave you with one final question. Um, If you got to decide on the next canon novel, which character, event, or time period would you want to explore next? Thanks, and may the force be with you. Oh, good stuff! Very Matt. good, man. Thanks oh. for the thanks for the message. I really like hearing these yeah. uh, these patron of the weeks. I miss them. We haven't done one in a long time. I, I really know. miss them. Oh, y'all got to step up your accent game. I don't care if you're just a normal, boring American like us. <laughs> just like fake it. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going from Australia to Connecticut. Uh, yeah, brave man. I'm, I'm glad you and your soon-to-be wife are, are hanging out there. But oh my gosh, we, it snowed today in Chicago, and I got to say, I thought about the outback just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you didn't just go across the earth. You went across like diagonal. Yeah, it was like a really far <laughs> line. On the top. <laughs> but cheers, That's Matt. Uh, love you. Thank you for the support. What a great journey. I can't believe you saw Force Awakens early. I'm only a little jealous. I can't I can't imagine holding that in for a couple days and not being able to tell yeah. anyone. That's uh, insane. You know, we, we do, you, you know, I don't know if we, we've never mentioned this. We do have one other uh, Australian on our on our team, right? Adam. We do. Like Adam Dice. His stuff. And uh, yeah, he's, he's uh you know, yeah. across the pond as well. Do you know each other? Yeah, I, I assume so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's yeah. I went to Michigan State. Oh, do you know blankety blank? It's like, yeah, there's 40,000 students, I'm sure. I'm sure I just ran into them. <laughs> but anyway, great stuff, Matt. Uh, thank you. Great question to you guys. Uh, we answer this now and then, but we've had a lot of books come out since we have yeah. last. If you could do the mm-hmm. next canon novel, I am going to strike out High Republic as an option. Because that's okay. always my go-to, and I I use it as a crutch. And I'm not going to say the Bail Sabe book either, because that's also my crutch. <laughs> that's always a crutch too. Yeah. It's always it's a crutch. So right. You got to be creative. So uh, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I won't say my crutch either. I'm going to say, well, so we'll say. Well, I'll say something new. Yeah, like an, okay. I like the idea too. He said character or event or time we'd want a next book from. That's a that's pretty wide, which I like. <clears throat> um. Man. I got one. I got one right Go off the top of my head. You guys it, head? I thought you, I thought you were going to jump in there. But I, I got rid of my two. All right, I have a, I have I have <laughs> I two. Easy ones. I have I have two small two like very different ones that I would love to oh see. My gosh. One is it. kind of in the room of uh, all the things that I've I've said previously. I really want like some original Palpatine early life Plagueis esque type of yeah. evil villain stuff. I want some of that. That's good. Um, we, we don't have enough villain stuff in canon. Tarkin yeah. is pretty close, but you know, yeah, but canonize um, some Plagueis, but it also expand, make it more a Palpatine book. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. all about that. And uh, the other one that I have that I don't think I've ever said this. This one kind of just came to me. I really want to go forward in the timeline, really far, like, like. Maybe Ray. The book opens like Ray on her deathbed or something like that. Like we don't know yeah. what she How did. How dare you? I know, right? <laughs> How dare you? I'm kill your favorite character, Wes. Sorry. <laughs> I know, well, we don't. We don't like. We don't know what she like did in her life or anything. But like, like the story just picks up with her. Like, like she's telling somebody they're the last of the Jedi. And that's her only words, right? And then I don't know. Oh. Something like that would be really fun. Oh. Whew, all that's right, good, good yeah. ones, good ones. Anyway, follow that. So, and that yeah. just that just leaves it open for that yeah, fill-in right. story yeah. for whoever wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. So. I'll. Uh, you know what? I will actually. You say that, and it makes me think <clears throat> now. Weirdly, we're we're two years out now from episode nine, right? Which is like right. the magic sweet spot. 
It was two years between films. And I do think that I am ready, in a way, to get the next chapter of that. So not necessarily as far as you, maybe, Corey, but like I want to see mm-hmm. um, Finn and Rey Jedi's stuff. Because Finn was like, I'm Force-sensitive, basically what he's going to tell her at the end of the, end of the yeah. movie. I want to see, yeah. I wanna see what, what's next in Finn's story. Because he was thrown around in so many different ways, and he kind of right. got like a little bit of that before the Awakening book. But I'd like to see where he goes next. So Finn book, but also I will also do too. I, I also want to go back, I think, and do like more of the pre episode one, uh, like Senate stuff. I, I loved like I mean all the Queens Shadow Queens Hope books. Like all, I've loved all the Padme books. I can't wait for Queens Hope. Get that pre order in for April. <laughs> but I I want to see more of that Senate time. Like, is there a young Bail Organa time? Is, does that star him? But, like, that section of kind of relative peace of are, are, is the Trade Federation young? Like, what, what's kind of going on here? And see, like, is Valorum just getting elected? Like, things like that. I think I would really like to visit that, that time period. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that, for sure. What do you got, Wes? Um, well, mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my, my easy one because this is I really, really want it. And I'll say it, I'll say it now. That way I don't ruin the second one. So first one is I want a Sifo-Dyas story. I want Sifo-Dyas oh, yeah. in Oh, dang it. You always go I with want, that one. Dang it. I always <laughs> I forget that. Sure, it's so good. Right. We have not enough. We have it from a little bit from the audiobook from Dooku Jedi Lost, right? Yeah. There's so much in um, there with Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. I would right. love getting more of that. So I'd love to yeah get the backstory on like his, his headaches and the way his premonitions were. That would have been so awesome. Will be so awesome. They're going to do it. It's amazing. Um, but my second one is, I mean, I kind of want, I want young Darth Vader, uh, just like right after um, mm-hmm. episode three. Kind of, I guess, kind of, what is it? Uh, Dark Lord, that kind of that version where yeah, right, yeah. we get to see him. We get to see him in the, in like the, the Bacta sphere that he's in of that, like where it puts his armor on for him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a glimpse of it, but that's probably all we're gonna get. Yeah, because I still would that, like to see. Yeah, yeah, I like they had they hit that like in the con Charles Soule's comics a bit, but like take letting that really expand out in a full novel of like what does he do and would be really really sick. Because I remember there was a good there was a good chapter in the Dark Lord that uh, that like specifically went into what he went through and what he goes through every day. It's treacherous. Yep. It's so such a good read. Yep. Yeah, it's Stephanie in the chat. That's the one. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Legends yeah. novel. They call it the Dark Lord <laughs> trilogy with Labyrinth of Evil, Revenge of the Sith, with which Wes hasn't read. Oh, uh, that and one. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, right. yeah. yeah. Great. It's very good. Great stuff. My, my, favorite, my favorite part of that book is uh, how much how much Vader now, not Anakin, how much Vader thinks he's in this weird transitionary period of Anakin and Vader, and he's always like, he talks a lot about what it feels like to be in the suit, how yeah. nothing mm-hmm. feels normal. He's taller yep. than he was before. His lightsaber grip feels different. Everything mm-hmm. feels very different. It's really good in that book. Yeah. yeah. And he's in, like, constant pain all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Always it's, pain. He says it sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know what's not, what's not always pain, though, is questions like that from Matt. Thanks again. And what's not always pain is our Patreon community, our patrons. We love you guys. If you want to join and maybe be a patron of the week yourself, go over to patreon.com slash utini or utini.com slash patreon and check out all we got going there.
All right, first on our docket this week, I literally have a piece of paper I'm looking at, uh, is a review of a reference book. We haven't been able to do these in quite a while, uh, but we did get a nice little reference book from our friends at Abrams. So I want to say thank you. This is a book that I know a lot of people in our community are looking forward to, and I am very excited to reveal a preview of ah, The Art of Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, this is written by Phil Sostak, as all of these are, and it is coming out on February 15th. So you got a couple weeks here. Um, if you liked the art of books, especially the art of the Mandalorian season one, you're obviously going to love the art of the Mandalorian season two. But just a couple things for those of you that may be a little more unfamiliar about these. This book, really cool, starts off with a description of how the Mandalorian season two came to be. So if you like behind the scenes stuff and you're like, when did they decide to make a season two? How did the episodic structure work in this way? This is absolutely the book you want. And then it breaks down. Let me see here. Episode by episode, uh, all those pieces of concept art that we got at the end of the episodes is just the beginning. It is like, you know, four pe- four pictures per episode or so. This has so many, including these gorgeous double-page spreads. Look at our boy Grogu there with his octopus monster, squid monster, or whatever it may be. Um, and what I love about this one specifically is that it really ties in a lot of Filoni's commentary. Um, Filoni, obviously... A huge part of the Mandalorian's success, a huge part of the Mandalorian's creation, but because he brought in characters like Bo-Katan, this glorious double-page uh, spread of Bo-Katan is one of my absolute favorites, showing the different uh, symbols and the different you know ways, obviously, they knew they were going to use Katie Sackhoff and things like that, but Filoni goes through and gives you a lot of cool tidbits about how he was able to incorporate his work on Clone Wars, his work on Rebels into the Mandalorian Season 2, including in the Jedi section, right, when he brought Ahsoka in, there was an awesome section that I read in this book that's all about her uh, her montrails, her, like, head leku. Because when it came out, we talked on the show about, oh, they're shorter than we thought. You know, we've seen Shakti and things like that, and Filoni in this book goes through that decision-making process of, like, yeah, we knew Shakti's were longer, but in, on film they looked a little rubbery, they looked a little looser, and we want to make sure Ahsoka looked like she could be actionable. Like, every move she was doing was Rosario Dawson. It was that character, and you weren't focused on the mask. It looked like an extension of her head and things. And this book is chock full of things like that. And it goes into those specifics. And, of course, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And what I really dig, as, as someone who's a fan of the movie art books, The Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Solo, all kinds of things like that, breaking it up episode by episode is especially cool because if you're watching... The Jedi. If you're watching The Marshal, whatever episode you're watching, you could just flip and have open on your coffee table, because again, this is coffee, coffee table sized book, you can just have this open right in front of you, and you can kind of follow along with the designs, follow along with the commentary, and kind of figure out where your favorite parts of which episode came to life. You want to know what the crate Dragon used to look like all the time? It's in here. You want to see how they decided to work the budget out in that to make it look real, how they decided to use Boba's, or Mando's and Boba's jetpacks in certain ways. It's in here. Uh, and just honestly, if you've gotten these before, you love them. If you haven't gotten them before, you got to know what's going on here, especially uh, all the commentary about the legend Doug <clears throat> Chang, who writes another forward. He always writes the forwards for these. Doug Chang is, is that dude. If you don't know Doug Chang, I mean, Google him. He is designed, <laughs> if you thought about Star Wars, especially since Phantom Menace, Doug Chang designed that. He is the mastermind behind all of it, and he is so interesting in the way he talks about the TV shows. So, February 15th, our friends at Abrams, this comes out. 
pre-order it now. Um, it did get delayed a bit, but obviously because Mando Season 2 has been out for a bit. But thanks to the supply chain, it is here. It is going to be out, um, and you're just going to be flipping this thing for hours and hours and hours. So can't recommend it enough. February 15th, it's on utini.com on the release schedule. Go pre-order it now. The Art of the Mandalorian Season 2. Next up, we got a little info about some of our favorite books that are coming out. One came out today. The news did, not the book, or else they'd be freaking out. Those of you that uh, may have been around in the last couple weeks know that we are thinking a lot about the Padme books because we found our very own reveal quote on the back of Queen's Peril. However... There will be no quotes on the back of the next of the next Padme novel, being Queen's Hope, but there will be another picture because today we got to see the back cover of Queen's Hope. Wes, throw that beautiful image up on the screen. Tara Phillips drew this. This is not a photo. Holy crap! This that, is like a that's drawing. not a photo. <laughs> oh my god! That's insane. That is insane. We yeah, are looking can... at we're looking at a picture of Padme on her on her balcony in uh, on Naboo for our audio yep, listeners. The lake dress. It's, yeah. Yeah, and this is the mm. back of the the new Padme book, right? Is that confirmed? Yeah. I mean, she yeah. just yep. she kind of implied it, but I didn't know. E.K. Johnston uh, tweeted out today. Uh, she tweeted out first saying, "You know, can we appreciate?" The dress, and she put, and she tweeted out the front cover of Queen's Hope. We're like, yeah, great. And then she's like, but what about the back of the dress? And we're like, what? And then she tweeted this out and tagged the artist Tara Phillips, who's done all the Padme covers. And Queen's Peril, the hardcover, the back of it was the paperback cover of Padme in the um, the red kind of action outfit from Episode One. And uh, this, I can only assume this may end up being the, the paperback. Yeah, you want to shout that comment out? That's hilarious. Evan, Evan in the comments just said, what a beautiful NFT. Get out. Get out. Oh, my God. Uh, I hate them. Um, but, yeah, I just I want to shout this out because the artwork on, on these books has always been great. We have been loved. I'm like, Evan, Naboo Fungible Token. A plus, <laughs> A plus. That's hilarious. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Get out. Um, but yeah, Tara Phillips absolutely crushed this. And if you're if you wait for paperbacks, you might get this cover. But if you want the full artistic experience, make sure you have the the hardcover pre ordered, which is coming out now in April. It was going to come out literally last year, I believe, and got delayed. But uh, it's coming out in April, so get that pre order in, and you can look at that beautiful cover all day. Another book that's coming out soon, which we mentioned earlier in the show. Midnight Horizon, coming out next week. We got an exclusive excerpt was released at CNET this past week. However, just because it was released at CNET doesn't mean there's nothing on Utini, does there? Of course not. Because our very own Meg Dowell wrote up a recap that you can find on Utini.com in which we find out that Master Yoda is dueling with his apprentice, Cantum Sai, in a flashback sequence. Um, it's a very beautiful excerpt uh, as someone who has finished this book and my review will be coming out next week uh it's one of my favorite parts of the book i think that the dynamic between Cantum and yoda is incredible if you don't know master Cantum sai they are a jedi from the high republic adventures comic that daniel jose older got to bring into minute horizon so definitely head over to utini.com check out meg's work on that excerpt we're in, including the link where you can go to cnet to read the whole thing uh Fellas, I don't know. Remind me, have either one of you been following High Republic Adventures at all? Do you, are you familiar with Cantum, or is this going to be your first experience to the character in Midnight Horizon? Uh, I, this will be my first. Yeah, I, I read all the High Republic Adventures up until uh, shoot. Was there a was there a pause in it for a little bit there? 
I think I think like the first six episodes were like one or first episodes. The first six episodes, issues yeah, were one yeah. collection, and then I think they moved on to another volume. Yeah, something like that. There was a pause there where there was like two mm-hmm. or three weeks where I didn't get one, and I was like. Okay, and I fell behind, unfortunately, when that happened. So it's so easy to do. It's so easy to yep, do. I know with um, comics, it really is. <clears throat> it is. Uh, but also, if you if you have read High Republic Adventures and you got you know got some money to burn and you got a week, I uh, highly recommend at least diving in, getting some of those characters under your belt before Midnight Horizon. But if you're like Wes and it's gonna be your first time, that's also fine. But go read out that excerpt, kind of see the cadence of the story that Daniel Jose Older is writing. It's really, really beautiful stuff. But, fellas, you know what else is beautiful? <laughs> a mm. promise. Besides a promise rest? kept. Okay. After many mm-hmm. delays, mm. that promise is the promise that LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is getting released. <laughs> it's finally coming. <laughs> Guys, a gameplay trailer six minutes long revealed that this game is finally coming out April 5th of 2022. Can't oh, believe it. Real, real talk, still have doubts. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I, I Listen, I am literally not going to believe that this game is coming out until I'm holding it in my hand or I'm actively <laughs> logged into the menus. That's the only you know, Not even the menus. Not no, even the menus. You, you, right? you have, I have to be beat in... the whole game so you know it's not a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I, when I finish it, then I'll know it's finally out. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, uh, I I can't wait for this. The trailer was great. I mean, the gameplay looks super fun. It's it's very different than any other Lego game before. Uh, if you haven't watched it, check it out on YouTube. It, it is a really sweet trailer. And most importantly for our show, they announced that there are going to be over 300 playable characters, including our Lord and Savior, Bail Organa, who our very own Jacob <laughs> found in a screenshot. Thank you. Can't wait. And... In an interview, they announced that Mr. Bones is going to be playable from the freaking Aftermath books. Mr. Bones is going to be in a video game. That's insane. Like That's, that's uh, insane. I know. Um, Mr. Bones. <laughs> what? Catch me, up, catch me up on Skywalker Saga. Yeah, all of it, please. Details. Go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, but like, so it's going to, you're going to be able to play anything from episode one all the way up until episode nine that's correct you can pick uh you can go movie by movie if you want there's gonna be Mm -hmm. like all the planets from all of them and you can go whatever order you want i believe and this is is that game gonna be to download oh my god probably Uh, huge the the, the most listen the most recent lego games have been huge i don't know if you guys played like the lego dimensions or anything but those games Mm -hmm. are utterly utterly enormous and like this is entirely a new game, too, just to be clear. Yeah. This is not yeah, like not the old remaster. LEGO games that have just been remastered or anything. This is like an entirely new game, which is really fun. Have you guys played these? I, I've played I've played a couple of LEGO Star Wars games. Mm. I watched Heather play. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, on play. game nights back in the day. Way yeah. back when. Uh-huh. I played a, a little bit, but I know we have some people on our crew. Um, like Emma was talking the other day that she like grew up with LEGO Star Wars. It was like her yep. game as a kid. Right. And I and I was I was kind of in my in between Star Wars obsession when these first came out. Like, I was I was more into, you know, sports and Marvel and things at the time. And I didn't quite come back to my obsession until later. So I don't have the nostalgia value. But just for pure gameplay, I mean, there's... It looks like there's, like, Battlefront-esque starship sequences. It looks like there's over-the-shoulder... Like, yeah. it looks like Battlefront yeah. with Lego it characters. Looks, it, yeah, it really does look look well-made and everything. And, like, yeah, I mean, yes, these games are... I mean, they're, like, they're not, like like... 
they're they, they, when you're playing them as an adult, it feels a little like they're like silly. Easy. They're I mean, silly. silly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Jedi Fallen Order, right? But there is no. like a weird nostalgia <laughs> type of. It feels like an old game. All the old Legos games do. So I think they're fun. Yeah. I think they're fun. I, I played the last one. I played was Force Awakens back in the back in the day. About I played the demo four of that. years ago, five years ago, maybe <laughs> it was a while. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm also just excited to play as a gonk droid. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> See the game like just gonk, gonk. gonk. All right, there's your clip. Uh, very excited. <laughs> April 5th. Check it out. Although, one other thing that is a bit, came as a bit of a surprise this week that might be in April, March-ish, someone got their issue of Star Wars Insider and immediately took a picture and posted it to Twitter. Because in the side column of the coming soon on Star Wars Insider, Wes, throw this up, we saw that the Bad Batch Season 2 is coming in spring 2022. This is from Star Wars Insider, the magazine. There has been no commentary about this from the official Star Wars <laughs> media channels, but this is like in print in their official magazine. So, listen, we have a we have a we have a well established <laughs> history of of stuff getting released accidentally. <laughs> yes, in in print. All right, yeah. so I think it's real. I think it's real. I think, I, it's, I think it's absolutely real. I've, yeah. I've always I've always thought that that spring was gonna be when we get it. Like just real talk. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Uh, you know, I think we're Obi Wan being more so in the summer kind of celebration window has always made sense. But I also love that in this image it says starring D. Bradley Baker and Michelle Ong because in the entire photo, if it's the entire Bad Batch and Omega, that is only two people. Like it's just, yeah, it's so just weird. two voice actors. <laughs> and he only like gets paid characters. for one guy. Man. <laughs> Gotta get a better yeah. agent D. Yeah, for real. For real. I uh I I hope it I hope they do stick to that. I hope that we get an announcement soon. I mean it makes sense to wait till you know the end of Book of Boba Fett. I don't mind if we wait until after that, that's fine. But I do hope that we get that in spring. Because one, I love doing bounty hunt every weekend. Check those out on Sundays at around noon Eastern when we're talking about the Book of Boba Fett. Hashtag plug. <laughs> but also, I just love that Bad Batch show. We, I mean, if you listen to our bad our bounty hunt episodes about it, you know how much we loved the end of it. We know those Camino episodes just wrenched our hearts in half. And I need those guys back. But what mm-hmm. I need more mm-hmm. back, and this is our last piece of news today, and my last segue I'm going to make, <laughs> um, is a show starring one of my favorite characters, and that is Ahsoka, who we mentioned earlier. We are getting an Ahsoka TV show. We've been getting some casting rumors now and then. But we just got a pretty freaking large one, and that is star of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, star of 10 Cloverfield Lane, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, has been announced by The Hollywood Reporter to join Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka, um, th- which is pretty huge because she's, I-, I would say she's comparatively famous to where Pedro Pascal was when he got announced as Mandalorian. Like he, I know he did Narcos, did Game of Thrones, things like that. But was still not like a list movie star. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think, has done a ton of work. She also has a child with Ewan McGregor, and they, I think they're dating as of right now. Ba ba bam! So that's fun. Oh. But uh, first of all, a couple things. One, it's not going to be Sabine. Sabine's not a white character, so not a thing. But guys, any ideas? Oh, and she's a Birds of Prey. Thank you, Evan. She played Huntress in Birds of Prey. Uh, this was really cool, and I guess Corey. It reminded me of something you said about Lego that I still don't believe the Ahsoka series is real until I see it. But this helps. <laughs> yeah. This helps. Yeah. 
I don't have any idea you what know? kind of character she's going to play. But yeah, Me I'm neither. excited. I'm excited for this. I can't wait for the Ahsoka show when it happens, if it happens, yeah. all the above. Aralani. <laughs> she's playing Aralani. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I would love to see. Uh, but she has to have. She has to have uh, Mark Thompson's like German accent if she's going to be. A TV character. Oh, has to yeah. is such a strong phrase. <laughs> we love you, Mark. It is. Work. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for her. And it's just, it's cool to see, like, you know, I love all the cameo characters that we get. But it's cool to see, uh, I hate this word, but, like, legitimate, like, established actors coming into the Star Wars canon. Like, when Oscar Isaac was Moon Knight, it's like, oh, this is Marvel, but it's a this is an Oscar-caliber like, actor whose name is Oscar. But, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has carried movies, has been in franchises. Like, she yeah. does this thing, and now she's coming to the show, not just the movie. So, very excited for that. Ahsoka, I would guess 2023, maybe. Um, definitely not this year. We got mm. Bad Batch, Obi-Wan, and Andor, I think this year is what I'm guessing. But very exciting. Very exciting to keep these casts building up, and I just can't wait for more <laughs> Star Wars TV shows, which I guess there's going to be a thing until I die, and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> so as long as the Brinks truck keeps backing up Keep into Disney, then I mean... streaming, everybody. <laughs> click those buttons. Uh, but if you want more buttons to click, of course, go over to the utini.com and release schedule. Get your pre-orders in for Midnight Horizon. That's coming next Tuesday. And High Republic Tempest Runner, the audiobook script book. The audio... The script book. That's confusing. The Higher Public Tempest Runner script book, there you go, coming out on March 1st, uh, in addition to Mission to Disaster. So a lot of books you can pre-order, uh, and of course, The Art of the Mandalorian coming out next month if you want some reference books. Head over, it's all on our release schedule, and while you're there, head over to the timeline. Get some old books from your, uh, you know, your to-be-read pile. Fill that out a little bit, you got some time. Uh, but thank you to Frank and Trevor and everyone for keeping those up to date, and we hope you get those pre-orders soon. Welcome Dr. Charles Hankel to the chat! Uh, to everyone on audio, sorry, Charles didn't just arrive, but he is in the chat. Charles? And you're just in time, <laughs> Charles, because everyone, Charlie. it's a night for experiments. Uh, hmm? And, Corey, I want you to intro this one, because this is something I have been hesitant to, and I will own that, mm-hmm. for quite a while. Uh, yeah. But we were talking last week, and Corey finally twisted my arm enough to do this. So, Corey, what are we going to do here, yeah. and why are we doing it? So we are going to experiment here, and we we recorded our video interview with uh, with Kevin and George, um, uh, Kevin Scott and George Mann, while we were in Asheville a couple weeks ago, and uh, we we kind of we we fixed it so like we we built the stream like while we were like like before we were going to interview them right, um, so essentially we interviewed him and it looks like it's live. It's pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty cool little thing we did, and we've kind of been against doing this in the past just because you know authors are you know they're 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 thinkers right they're writers right they're kind of quiet folks and in the past they've been a little hesitant to agree to video calls right and if they want to do video calls like they're like well don't use the recording for anything right this come up several times with with when we're planning interviews and stuff like that. But the pandemic has changed people, and now they're like cool with interviews and stuff. We all got yeah, webcams. I know we all have webcams <laughs> now, and uh, and 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 Scott and uh, and Man have always kind of been pretty cool about that sort of thing too. So I'm excited to to try this. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna roll the interview um, from when we did the when we did it live, um, and we're still gonna be present in the comments and stuff. And I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. So as a reminder, you can chat along. We are seeing your comments. As you kite mm-hmm. them, 
We will try to be active. You can ask us questions as it's going about what we were thinking or if that was a good question or why in the world are you doing this. Um, <laughs> and let us know afterwards, uh, if you're watching this later, did you like this? Do you want us to go back to just releasing these separately? Do you want us to keep doing these live reactions? Because we love it, honestly. I'm already very excited. We want your feedback. We've talked enough. I already stepped on Corey's really great seeing it up. Wes, bring it up. Mute our mics. And let's jump into the comments to watch our exclusive interview with Kevin Scott and George Mann. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a marvelously special edition of The Living Force. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, joined way too closely by <laughs> Dr. Corey Helton, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Right. But more importantly than these losers, I am joined by two of the most wonderful writers and, frankly, people that we have in our Star Wars space. We have... First off, the newly revealed High Republic author, George Mann. George, how are you doing? Welcome. Uh, thank you. It's great to be back. Oh, my God. So excited to have you. And, of course, our known High Republic author and also Eugenie's 2021 author of the year, Kevin Scott. Yay. Welcome Yay. back. Hang on, let me get my trophy. You can see GI it. Can you see GI uh, it later? We tried so hard, I have to say. We tried so hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's somewhere out there. And and the thing is, I know it's coming. So, you know, it's like it's like a little extra Christmas present. I won't know when Christmas is going <laughs> to appear. You, you know, you so. Brilliant, like, yeah. You know, I uh, I always had the utmost respect for the Royal Mail until now. And now I just, it's, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> That's because you don't live in the UK. It's called Royal, right? It has to be good. It can't ever be subpar. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guys, so we are here today, obviously, uh, to celebrate not only your work, but also your friendship, uh, real or not. Uh, you, the two of you have been uh, writing together a lot this past year, and we would love mm. to start today to talk a little bit about that. So, I guess I just want to ask both of you, when did you guys first consider a true writing partnership? Not only a friendship, but when did you decide, hey, we should actually write together? I don't know this man. I don't know why I'm here. Um... <laughs> Who are you? Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think back because, I mean, so we've known each other since 2010, haven't we? I think is, is yeah. what we actually around, then. around that time. And... Uh, Ever since early, like early doors, we talked about the idea of doing projects together, didn't we? Mm. Um, so the, uh, I just want to explain how we met. We we met online. Um, we met on a Doctor Who forum. Um, and, amazing. Um, so then we had basically a date. <laughs> we went to met up in London at the British Museum. It was like, you know, so we'd only sort of seen each other by the avatars on, on the forum. And wow. so, you know, I was standing there and I had a red carnation on and I had a newspaper under my arm so he wouldn't know who I was. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we met, met at the British Museum. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. Um, but even by then, we I think we'd already started talking about story because it's what we do um right. and email and, and forth, yeah we? about what we were working on at the time um yeah so it's weird and i think that probably that first meeting when <clears> we were looking at all the you know all the stuff in the museum we were probably yeah we were talking about what we were working on at the time and what happened quite earlier on was that we started to help each other with each other's work and so um if we were working on whatever it was and one of us was stuck, we'd sort of ping each other and say, what do you think about this? Um, and I think I remember on that day, 
So it was a visit to the British Museum and then visit to an occult um, bookshop, which is around the corner. Um, and because obviously I was involved and George, George is the same. Um, and I think already then we were, we were like, you know, um, I think we'd been there an hour before we started pulling each other's stories parts in a good way. Um, and so, yeah, I think it became a natural thing beyond that, that we thought that we help each other so much and we think along the same lines while also having different areas where we poke each other at different points of the story because our brains work different ways, that sure. we should use this for something together as well as just our own work. Yeah, and actually that it, that that day out set a kind of template, doesn't it? Didn't it? Because mm. ever since we've we've kind of, we go out, together quite often when we can and, and we'll meet up somewhere and we'll often go around a museum or a gallery or something and hang out in their coffee shop but also look at the exhibits and that usually sparks some ideas for stories mm. so we kind of and then we'll, we'll we'll be talking about creating stories as we're walking around exhibits we did we've done it in, in london you know it's just a a part of the process for us now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love that there's so many locales that you guys can discover stories together. And here, Corey, our next question actually yeah. is about that. Yeah, I want to ask you, I mean, you guys have talked about and other High Republic folks have talked about in the past, like you guys have gotten together for these sort of retreats. You know, I, I guess that hasn't really happened probably much during the COVID times, I would imagine. But like kind of prior to all this High Republic thing kicking off, um, you know, I know you guys got together and did some storyboarding, that sort of thing. Could mm-hmm. you walk us through a little bit what that process was like? I mean, how did you get the call that this was going to happen? How did you end up? Where did you end up? That sort of thing. Oof. So, well, I mean, on the retreats thing first, I mean, yeah. we, we actually have um, met up quite uh, for retreats a couple of times during mm. COVID. Like you guys, you know, we, we make sure we test. Mm-hmm. We're all right, vaccinated. Right. So we were kind of like, um, we'd rent, rent a place for a week and, basically leave our wives and children to fend for themselves and, and go people <laughs> they're fine they're strong yeah that makes it sound like fend for themselves against the wolves where we usually live <laughs> well, hey, the-, we the uk seems like a little scary place sometimes we don't know yeah. you know <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes yeah, so, so a couple of times last year we managed to to, to do that for a week at a time and, mm. and you know work on non-star wars related stuff because mm-hmm. you know while we're, we've obviously, we are, we are, and have been doing Star Wars projects together, we're also writing other things of our own. So um, we we tend to use that time for that. Hmm. Beautiful. And how do, you, so how do you go around finding a place for, like, this is our retreat spot? Was, was there, is there, like, Airbnbs? Is it, like, other writers, like, kind of give you clues? Like, what, what's the place that you're like, this is our zen place, we can hang, we can have tea, we can actually write? I think we try and find somewhere way far enough away from anywhere else um, that we can't be too distracted. And we, mm-hmm. we both love the countryside. We both love folklore and, and sort of history. So yeah, we, we, it was literally trawling through Airbnb to find somewhere that was sort of a bit rustic, a bit, um, a bit rural sometimes places that we can then go and walk around there. Um, anywhere that's slightly, it's got a slightly sort of like, you know, so one of our favourite places to go is very near some old Neolithic standing stones that we love to go back to. And mm-hmm. so the, th- the kind of things that inform our stories and, and inform the stories we also enjoy. Um, so, yeah, and, and now we have found a couple of places that we go back to. And actually there's, we do a, we try and make sure there's a monthly or sort of day retreat as well. Because we live 
about three and a half hours away from each other. Okay. So we, we, we found a place that's sort of equidistant in the middle. Um, and mm. so once a month we, we go there and they now know us and we have a little room that we hide away into and we walk in <laughs> and they go, Oh, it's the screenwriters. And we go, yes, <laughs> that's us. Oh my God. And, and then we have to hide the fact we're watching movies. In the, in the <laughs> so it's work, work. So what you're saying is uh, what we're doing right now is what y'all usually do. So if what, mm. Y'all have created came out of those trips. Then I'm excited to see what might come out of ours. If it's the tenth Nonsense. of what y'all have, nonsense. Not going to be good. I can you that. <laughs> so, Kevin, I like the way how you told us when you first met that y'all um, you looked at each other's writing, kind of gave good critiques mm-hmm. on um, mm-hmm. on on certain aspects of your work. What is your favorite thing about George's writing? Um, my favorite thing about George is how much he likes me. And, um, <laughs> a plus friendship right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think my favorite thing that George has done of his own is the Witchwood books. Mm. Because again, it, again, they if you haven't read them, these are a sort of um, a mystery series with um, supernatural and folklore. And actually it was Witchwood that sort of led him working on Star Wars um, as well, because Mike Seglane had read those books. And I, I think I, I think Mike had met George beforehand and um, at C, um, sorry, at San Diego, and then he'd read those books. And But for me, again, it, it, we quite often say that we come up with very similar ideas for our own stuff quite often. And we have to say, you know, we say to George, I go, hey, George, I'm working on a, a green man who's a bit of English folklore um, story. He went, guess what I'm doing at the minute? And we're like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> Do you have a date on that work? Can I see what it, which you wrote down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's happened loads. We're, we're always... But we always, we have, we always kind of, kind of graciously go, oh, okay, this one is more your baby, isn't it? You go and run mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, is that something we should be working on together? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of, not, none of us get neither of us get grumpy with each other about it do we it's just no you know, no it's just part of the process and so yeah but so for Witchwood for me is the thing that um of George's own creations I think it's the one that it's it, it reminds me more um of our friendship and our relationship and what we do together um because obviously we solve a cult-based crime all the time <laughs> you also write about it right so yes as well. <laughs> Perfect. And so, George, I've got a really, I've got a big curveball for you. You probably didn't see this one coming. What is your favorite thing about Kevin's writing? Yeah, um, I think actually it's going to be Shadow Service. Is outside of his Star Wars. Oh, stuff. Yes. Yeah, right. And it's actually for very similar reasons. It's because it's it's a very different take on similar themes. You know, that idea of. Um, like the, the hidden occult world out there, spies and detective stories and mysteries. And, you know, um, one of the things we we love doing is watching movies together like Mission Impossible and, you know, action adventure movies and stuff, which is just kind of stuff to relax to. And what yeah. Service is bring that kind of spy film. We both love James Bond movies as well, don't we, with the books? We have to. We're British. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> James Bond. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we, um, so I kind of brought that to um, that same sort of kind of material that I was writing about in Witchwood. Um, and it's, again, it's because I've known Kev for a long time, I know the origin of those, that's, mm. that world that he created. And, you yeah. know, it's back a long time. We've been talking about MI666 
for years and years. And Cavs, you know, been bouncing that idea around for a long time. And then when the comic came about, it was kind of like um, it was just the perfect opportunity, the conjunction of things, is for you, opportunity for you to bring that mm. for, wasn't it? And um, mm. yeah, so I, I that's I think that's probably my favourite piece of Cavs oh. work outside of um, Doctor Who. It's it's. <laughs> yeah, both of them. <laughs> it's so interesting because, like, you know, you hear about friends that watch each other's kids grow up and things like that. And it does sound like, <laughs> in a way, you these stories, you guys watch each other's kids grow. Like, you knew MI666 as a baby, and now you've watched it grow as Kevin's. Like, that's just a fun, really mm. unique thing that I don't think a lot of writers get to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's the same with Witchwood, isn't it, Calvin? It's like, mm. you know, I remember sitting down with Calvin going, oh, I've got to brainstorm this story out on, you know, and Cav going, well, have you thought about approaching it in this angle or that angle? You know, so I... And actually goes beyond that because I produced an audio series that I got George to write for and there was like a prototype of one of the characters when, because you were just thinking about it um, back then. And so you tried it out on that audio um, to sort of see if it would work. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So, and that's like, you know, eight, nine years before the book was written. So mm. again, have, have produced and, and helped shape that audio, which then helped, you know, have a, had a knock-on effect in how I then approached the, the book. So, so yeah, so our, our um, you know, while we don't, we don't unduly influence each other's work, we mm. do, we are there for each other and we do, we have seen each other's work flourish over the years and develop. Mm. Wow. I, I love that. And and of course, speaking of your more recent work, we're about to we're about to jump into the the Star Wars stuff. But before we do, mm -hmm. you did have a recent project. You both just put out a Sherlock Holmes adventure. Speaking of things that I guess yes. are just quintessentially British at this point. Yeah. Um, but so tell us this particular project, how did this one come together? Was it similar to like one of you started it, another cracked it, or did you both be like, Holmes has been around, you both like mysteries, we gotta do a home story? Well, again, I think we've both written Holmes independently. Mm -hmm. um and um i can't remember which way it was around but one of us had a meeting with audible and holmes came up um so this is a, we've had two audible originals with sherlock holmes and the most recent one has been a um adaptation hand of the baskervilles um with colin salmon as holmes and the incredible stephen fry as as john watson yeah. um <laughs> and so i think Whoever was in that meeting, as soon as Holmes was mentioned, said, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, we need to bring in my mate because together, you know, we could probably tell a better story than in independently. Um, and we worked on that first one, which is called Voice of Treason, which was a, an original story that we created ourselves. Um, and through that, they came to us and said, would you consider adapting a classic canon story, Founder of the Baskervilles? And by the way, Stephen Fry is going to be starring in it. And By so the like, way, yep. heads up. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it. No worries. Um, and I mean, it's interesting because I don't think either of us had ever considered adapting at that point, you know, and um, we were quite keen on continuing sort of the original things. But um, again, we then plugged into what we like about um, what horror story, folk horror, um, and the history. And, the, and, and we planned the sort of our, folk horror version of Hound of the Baskervilles on one of these retreats where we were down from a wood that we walked through every morning when we were talking about it and things like that. And then the evenings we would watch films. And that's another big part of our retreats is that we work really hard in the day. Um, and then in the evening, up goes the projector screen and we 
blitz through two movies a, a really old bit of obscure british television um nice. and wow. and it, and we try and theme it around whatever we're working on um so it's you know it, it's a proper it's it, you know it's it's a it's a boot camp when you're you're sort of immersing yourself um and just, I try and get George to watch as many gory things as I can because he's not so so much into the gore as I am. I like the, the tension end of the of the horror thing, and and Cav's kind of a bit bit less squeamish than me. But yeah, we tend to kind of um, it's we'll watch stuff for, for the tone of it, won't we? As well, so mm. it's like other things in the same sphere, but also thing like we'll watch documentaries as well and things as mm. well that have a bearing on the the type of thing we're we're, we're writing or developing. Yeah. That's it's it's funny. I'm like getting lost in this idea of like, Dad, that just sounds great. Like it's cool that you know the most the most creative things can be also the most like social and I guess fulfilling. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's um, it's a. I mean, we're very keen to point out to our respective wives that this is not a holiday. Right. But right. At the same point, it's a bit of a creative holiday, and I'm a, my player. My wife is always saying she gets it that it's a chance because we always try and make sure that these weeks we we call them horror camp um they don't they don't usually um tie into something we're doing for star wars or whatever it's it's usually something original or yeah. something we're doing for ourselves and we've got a production company together so we are developing things for that as well mm-hmm. um but yeah it it does give you a break from all the you know it, it gives us a break from star wars and, and the mm-hmm. hoopla that goes around star wars we end up talking about star wars naturally and you know but we're not working on it then so right. it, it's that chance to breathe yeah, we, we tell everyone basically that we work with usually that we're away for the week. We put our out of mm. office on and we go and we we don't actively kind of seek to to do emails or social media or anything. Mm-hmm. We focus on the work that we want to do and and yeah, it's like it's it recharges us, doesn't it? I think we always mm. come from those um, from those weeks feeling really upbeat, ready to to take on the world. I think. Yeah, and it's more than just writing. We what we we always try and make sure there's half a day in one of these weeks when we sit down and go, right, what are you working on this year? What am I working on this year? What should I and it's a chance to come up with goals and and re you know, rearrange our priorities um and really think about strategize, I suppose, you know. And I, yeah. I say we we have a company as well. So there is a part of that as well that we're working out what we're doing together. And so yeah, they're they're vitally important. They're fun, and we always come away with an idea that we didn't know we were going to go in <laughs> with as well. That's the best thing. I mean, so yeah. the last one we did was just before Christmas, and we came out of it with an idea that we never would have. I don't think we, if we'd sat down and tried, we are going to work up something in that area. We would mm-hmm. never have done it. It just came out of all the conversations we're having all week, and things start to you know, a, a rolling stone gathers moss. Things started to build and then we realised, well, hang on, we've got something there. And you can be guaranteed that every time we meet up, that that happens in some way, depending how well-formed you want it to be. Well, that could be, you know, sometimes it mm. comes and it's like that. Sometimes it's an idea that we'll return to. But they, it always happens. That's, wow. that's really great. You have somebody that you can trust and a friend that help you give that extra mm. point of view that you wouldn't normally see when you're just working in a working in a vacuum by yourself. So that's, that's amazing to have. The trust thing is really important actually, because mm-hmm. it comes to actually co-writing you know, when we're, we're working on manuscripts together, we need to be able to trust each other to that you have, that the other person hasn't got an agenda to overwrite you or make the story right. feel like their story or force through their, you know, um, their vision for it, that you're actually mm. working 
together and it's a shared vision and that your your best interests um that the, you know the reason that you're doing the work you're doing is to make the story as good as it could possibly be and as close right. to the share yeah so that trust is really important and, and what we often find um and i think this is true something like life day treasury mm. i can't remember who wrote what words it's this wow. like look back at that book now and it it absolutely belongs to both of us in every respect mm. yeah. wow from the- and it wasn't commissioned like that as well. They commissioned it thinking it would be George writes that one, Cav writes that one. Um, and then we were, we said, no, no, we're writing all of them. And they were like, you, you are? Um, <laughs> but that's, that's the way we work. One of us will yeah. do a first draft and the, the other one then pick it up. And we have an understanding and an agreement that the other person can change anything they want in in the next draft doesn't mean you're not going to try and turn it back afterwards but you have to have a damn good reason why you're going to turn it back <laughs> yeah um, sure so it's and largely the turning back never happens because yeah. you you know yeah. again someone else is seeing something you didn't see or you couldn't see um yeah. and again again that's trust and it's that it's checking your ego in at the door and saying okay this isn't this isn't just me now this is someone else and i've got to listen to what they're saying Absolutely. Well, uh, going from checking ego to absolutely fanning one for a second, officially now, let's celebrate. George, welcome to the High Republic big time, man. This is incredible. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Yeah. Like, exciting times, guys. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny when we, a little behind the scenes for our, our viewers and listeners, we started to put this interview together before the holiday a bit. And then, you know, the holidays happened. And oh my goodness. Am I so happy that we had a delay because you were officially announced, was it last week now? Yes. I believe on the Star Wars show. Um, Oh, yeah, on the 4th for the the anniversary. So, um, Corey, here, tell us, uh, ask George our our lovely first first official Utini higher public question for George Mann. Yeah, for sure. Now, like, I mean, you've done a lot of cool projects in the past, but obviously this higher public stuff is new. And you also have a lot of experience with the younger readers books as well sticker books a plus right that's right (laughs) it's a little different so can you maybe walk us through what that what that first that first touch point looked like like when you got the phone call i mean did did kevin like you know hey uh hey they're gonna ask you you know like how did that happen exactly (laughs) um say nothing george say nothing (laughs) (laughs) there's been lots of conversations going on for a while is is what i'll say you know i I, sure no i i Obviously, we announced on the fourth that I'm I'm joining the High Republic team, and you know, in a in a bigger capacity. Yeah. Sure. But obviously, I've been working behind the scenes on some stuff anyway. The, you mentioned the picture books. There's the Stellan story in Life Day Treasury. There's the right, Drengit right. in Target Special Edition of, mm-hmm. of Dalek. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while, I've been having some conversations about supporting, you know, where appropriate or if I'm doing a Star Wars project, is there a little bit of crossover where it's appropriate to, to mention the High Republic and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, compa- in that capacity, I've been having conversations. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, you know, Mike, uh, like, obviously like the stuff, Mike Siglain obviously like the stuff that I've been doing. Um, right. and, um, they wanted to expand the team. It seemed, you know, thankfully, I'm grateful, but to them it seemed like a natural fit for me to sure. to, to sure. Wow. Um, you know, and they know that I work well with Cav, obviously, as well. So that's a, a, an added plus. Um, so that there are opportunities for, for us to coordinate what we're doing. 
So Kevin, uh, Kevin didn't just like, you know, like add you to the Slack team and then delete the message that says somebody new has been added to the Slack team. Like <laughs> you're just like creeping in, like, oh, George has been here. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's funny because George was the first person, I think, in the world, and again, I apologize to my wife, who knew I'd been asked to do this in the first place because <laughs> wow. it happened at San Diego where we were sharing a room before san diego mm-hmm. and i had breakfast with mike went down to have breakfast with mike came up looking a bit sort of shell-shocked and george <laughs> was like what's what's just happened and i went you can't say anything which is the beginning <laughs> of all our conversation and basically george and me are en- we're nda'd with each other we have an again agreement so <laughs> that's great we don't we can share stuff and know that, you know, that I, he knows I will kill him. Yeah, And so I said, oh, I've just been asked man. to do this thing and I probably should phone Claire. Um, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so Mike, um, Mike told me and I told George, so George was right, has been there through my High Republic, journey, you know, and so Hearing. I'd be... I'd been texting him and, and like FaceTyping him from some Skywalker Ranch going. <laughs> as, a, as a Star Wars fan and as Cavs mate, the, the own, there's, there's, there's no, there's, there's no jealousy or envy there. It's just, you know, I was just happy for my friends. Yeah, to be there. for sure. Yeah. It's getting to do this, to tell these amazing stories and, and also to, to have a bit, you know, to have that little bit of an inside track and, and, and go, uh, you know, not know necessarily all the details of what what Cav's working on, but to hear bits and bobs and you know to help sure. out with story where it's appropriate. I mean, there are occasions where um, Cav's been working on stories and it's like I can't tell you all the details of this, 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 and this element of it, but I've got the character A and character B, and I need to talk through how this sure. plays mm-hmm. out. We'd, we'd, we'd just do what we usually do, and then it would obviously that would be part of his Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. the great thing is, actually, we we as I joked, we are we NDA each other. But George was literally NDA'd when he did the Drengear story. Wow. So oh, suddenly, wow. suddenly, um, I could talk to her, and and because Mike had sent stuff through to George for reference points for the Drengear story in in Dark Legends, um, suddenly I could talk to George, knowing that it was safe to, and so it was great because. Again, it was someone who was also on my own time zone who I could say I'm working on this. <laughs> yeah, so it is quick. Yeah, and um, and yeah, so it was it, George. For me, it feels like George has been there from the beginning, which is, is wow. you know, and and I think I, I think it it was inevitable in in a way, you know, because we'd meet up, meet Mike and and George at San Diego and New York and things, and it, and it would be a, I think it was always a general understanding that whenever there was an opportunity, George would be brought in. Um, right. And that's not, it's not nepotism and it's not anything like that. It's because he, he's such a good writer and he knows, right. yeah. and he, he's going to play a role in the High Republic that we needed someone who writes yeah. like George. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, and that's why he's there. I would imagine too, that at this point, the partnership you have is almost kind of marketable in a way too. Like, I mean, it looks, I would say it probably is good for creators to have folks that, they can work together and yeah. people know that they kind of come as a pair, that that's like a level of quality of sort of that, that, that peer ownership that I don't think a lot of people have that. So it's very unique. Yeah. And I, th- yeah. I think we, we support each other. We promote each other. And I think it's, mm-hmm. and obviously we have a business together. We, you know, right. um, at the same time, we're, you know, like, like when Cav got the, the, the gig and, you know, and I was off doing other things, it's, we're, we're still carving our own paths as well. And so we're, right. we're all, like we try and we try and get a good strike a good balance it's like we don't want mm. people to 
always think that we're only a team, right. that we only together as a team, right. because we we can you know have have projects, I do projects, um, and sometimes we come together to do projects as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. There is also that that element of like you know it's it's fun for us, for example, to go and do signings at conventions together because we get right. to hang out as mates mm. and then share an experience with fans and and you know uh, and people at a convention. So yeah, so I think there'll be opportunity, and just like this, you know, to be able yeah. to come and talk together, and and you know, it's good fun. Yeah, I mean, hey, I like the Beatles, but I also like Imagine. You know, I mean, there's there's you can have both careers, and I guess now that knowing George has been, you've been around for a bit of it, we're a wave out, so I feel like I can say this pretty well. George, did you kill Loden Great Storm? <laughs> Is that uh? You can tell me. No one's done. Everyone be cool. <laughs> I was something George didn't know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh man. Yeah. Then we're cool. Kevin, you and I are still on the rocks, but George, we're cool. I'm glad to, I'm glad to say that's good. <laughs> so Kevin, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious to hear a little bit more about what it was really like to welcome George into the team because obviously you two have this beautiful partnership. And then Kevin, you've been, you know, somewhat separately part of this massive high republic team. So what is what is it like to see those two parts of your life kind of converge? Yeah, you know, the real official like Boom. This yeah. is now a thing. I can't get rid of him. He's just there. <laughs> you tried. You tried. <laughs> um, no, it's great. You know, and, and it's, but I think it's, it goes beyond just me and George with the, you know, all due respect to George and our friendship. The Star Wars writers family is so strong now that it's not right. just George joining the group. It's everyone who's joining the group. And um, we all know each other through working on things like um, from a certain point of view and from going to cons. And we haven't had that for so long now, it seems. And mm-hmm. and so it's not like you're coming to any of these new people coming in and going, well, who's that? You know, it's right, the, right. the relationship's already there. Um, and the trust thing's already there, you know, and I think that's, that's, it would be far scarier if it was someone new coming in that we had no idea about yeah. what they were going to be like. Um, and, and yeah, so I think as a, a whole, as someone who's sort of been one of the, the architects of, of the, of the range and everything and the story, it is a real relief. Um, just as I felt the relief when I found out who the other four people were, who I'm going to be sharing this job with yeah. um, right at the beginning. Um you know that these people can tell great stories. You know they're decent people. You know you're going to be able to work with them. Um, and so for everyone who's part of the group, I think that's the most important thing. Um, and it is to do with that family of Star Wars writers and that shared love of Star Wars, um, which we've all got. And it's the one thing that binds us all together. Yeah, it, it was so fun seeing that announcement. Uh, we, we talked about this on our show this past week. Someone asked us, oh, like, have these people written before? And we're like, Oh yeah. Like these are like, I know them. I know them. Like, I don't like, you know, and Zoraida and stuff like, Oh yeah. I remember Crash of Fate. And like, it's all these stories that we've read before. And I, and I guess I never thought about that like pipeline existing, yeah. I guess of like, you know, cause of course, obviously the two of you working so closely, you're going to read each other stuff and work on stuff. But I never thought about that applying to the star Wars family of writers of like, there is really this bullpen of at least 80 writers for like these, from the first, from a certain point of view books, like you have this such a massive sampling and it just made sense to to welcome those in. So it was really cool to see. So yeah, I th- sorry. No, no. No, I was gonna say I think it I think it's nicer from from my point of view, the opposite to Cav, it, it's nicer to be part of a, a of a group of people who are being welcomed in rather than just one person joining. It's it's like Oh sure. Like the gang's getting bigger and I'm I'm and I'm I've been invited to the party. That's what it feels like, you know. Yeah. Um 
as opposed to, you know, I've written these books and I've been hired to, to join an existing team, which, you know, you, you guys must, it's, it's analogous with kind of other mm-hmm. things where you, you're either the new person or, you know, um, or the outsider who's come in and people are like, oh, this, this, who's this new person who's been hired? Whereas when you're part of a, a, a family that's been hired like that, right. and like I said, who all know each other already, mm-hmm. just, it's, a, it's, it's just more welcoming overall, I think. Yeah, it's like the X-Men. And it, make, it makes everything more... <laughs> oh, sorry. It just makes every, everything more awesome. I mean, let's face it, there's been analogies to the Avengers before. Um, <laughs> and if we, yes! If the, if, the, if the original Luminous with the five, you know, with the original Avengers, we now get the cool ones. We get Vision, we get Ant-Man, we get, you know, Wanda. <laughs> yes! So, and it makes uh, us all look better. Um, yeah, actually, okay. I was just thinking about that announcement. It's funny, because I tweeted, uh, I took that picture of George, um, and I was just thinking about our conversation. That was... Out, our last retreat, wasn't it? I took the picture of you. That <laughs> oh, no used, kidding. Um, leaning against one of the Neolithic stones. Um, oh, my yeah, gosh. That mentioned. Yeah. Wow. That's that brilliant. I, now I, I'm going to think about that now. There's, there are going to be like the Luminous main Avengers and then the Disney Plus Luminous authors are now you know, all, the, all, the, all the series. That's all you guys in the second wave. Oh, brilliant. I love it so much. Um, so on the Living Force, I am notorious for spoiling, <laughs> spoiling books. That we're not just leave it there. I'm notorious. <laughs> so George, what is it like working with this insane level of secrecy behind the High Republic where you can't... Say nothing, George. Say nothing, George. Say nothing, George. There's two answers to that question. One is I'm kind of used to it because I've worked with other, other you know, franchises before where they're you know they're, they're just as strict on like i, I think we, it was just yesterday i posted that i've written a carnival row graphic yeah yeah, yeah. With those guys it was the same you know they're sending you scripts they've got your names through them you know you you, you, you can only read them online for uh, between the hours of 12 and 1 in the morning <laughs> it's like you know she's <laughs> not not literally but i mean it's like yeah that kind but- of- <laughs> rules and specific windows to do things and you can't speak about it even to your family it's like you know so nothing new on that respect mm. the difference actually is is what Cav was saying earlier um is that there is this little family of people i can talk to about it who is the rest of the, the rest of the high republic team wow so, yeah okay you know, on carnival row it was just me just working with uh, the team legendary um which is you know a great experience but you can't share it right whereas high republic you're part of a team so there are people to talk to um so you know um even even just today you know i was talking to Cav about this thing blah, blah blah and he's like yeah yeah experience has shown this is the way to tackle that and you go oh great thanks there's someone who's been there done it already. <laughs> yeah, wow. same with the rest of the team as well um so so yeah i think um i think that's that's the answer to it it's like it's 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 nicer in some ways like you have to be secret but not to the people who are already working on it so you've got a bit of an outlet yeah. So, Wes, just talk to us about this stuff. Yeah. All right. You don't have to say it on the show. There you go. Learn something. I'm working on. Excellent. So, can I can I just say, y'all have used the word family like a few times, and that really it strikes me. And not to project too much of like what this trip and meeting each other for the first time has meant, but like the idea of things in Star Wars, uh, major ideas in Star Wars that find their way into your personal life is really interesting to me. And found family, right, is a, a, a huge through line for Star Wars. I mean, like the crew of the Falcon, they had no business meeting each other and, and, and creating this unit that they had. So 
it's really lovely to see those ideas not finding their ways just into our lives as fans, but also so integrated into the team that is creating new Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for, I think I think I might have even talked about this before on when I came on your show. But for me, with the message of Star Wars is that things work when you do it together, and when you don't, it falls apart. Um, and you know, if only Anakin had learned that, it would have been a much shorter series. Um, but <laughs> but you know, I think that's true in anything, and that's what we found throughout the High Republic and through Star Wars publishing in general, um, and and actually through writing. Writing is always said to be a solitary task, and it is when you actually mm-hmm. get down to shoving the words onto the page. However, you do that, mm-hmm. but the community is huge, and um, and I think the people who get the most out of writing are part of that wider community, and and it's a supportive community. It's it's there are egos like there's always egos everywhere you go um george lives with me for a week and he knows that um but (laughs) but the the egos are usually tempered by the fact that we all know what it's like to be a writer and we all go through the same things and you are you do share with other people and you give advice and i think it's it's part of it's what i love about the creative community that it is a community it is a family Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's true within Star Wars and, and specifically mm. on this project, but it's its mm. true in a wider sense of, amongst other writers, isn't it? It's like, you know, mm. like like the fact that we met the way we did and and have shared our, you know, this career. Um, you know, we all we have other friends who are writers as well that we all talk to. Yeah, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You have, you have what? Exclusive, exclusive clip right here. here. It is. <laughs> Revealed. Oh, well, in the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, Calva, I have been cheating on you. No. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, the truth guys. comes out. Just talk to my lawyer. You'll be hearing <laughs> me in the morning. Uh, my people contact your people. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I- sorry, what was the question? <laughs> like it was about the, the disintegration of found family based yeah. on betrayal and lack <laughs> of trust. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, but. I I guess as we kind of think about obviously what's coming forward for the both of you, you both have so many great projects that are upcoming that of course we're not pressing you about, we're excited to read them. But I want to look back for a second at just the past year. Obviously, you know, mm. 2022, it's a, it's a lot of new stuff, but it's also in some hard ways, a lot of the same um, that we hit in 2021, had a lot of hardships just as 2020 did. But with 2021, I wanted to ask the two of you, um, being such close friends, being such, such close business partners, how did your professional and personal relationship change in 2021 after the world was still kind of on lockdown? How, how are the little bits of relief that you got to experience with each other? How did that change you as, as people? Wow. We probably text each other more, which our wives would say is impossible. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing because we, because we don't, we live apart. Um, I know people like to think that we, you know, we're like Lauren and Hardy and we share a bed every night, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's we do live apart and we do work, you know, in, in, in different areas as well. So, you know, we're used to having a, a long distance friendship. Um, yeah. And so when we get together, it's, it's brilliant, but that's not the norm. Um, and I think the, from our my point of view, I think it was the difficulty of not being able to see each other, you know, and break it up. But actually, we we knew we had each other anyway, and mm. so 
That sounds soppy, doesn't it? It's that great. sounds ridiculous. It's lovely. I'm, a, I'm a Brit. I should be more, yeah. Um, but, this, is a, this is very dangerous to showing actual emotion, Kev. I mean, just yeah, says exactly. a heads up. Hang on, I'll just get my, I'll just do this again. All right, great, reset. Very good, very good. I think we, we missed our, we had our regular, like, we've been going to San Diego together, for example, for like five mm. years, and then suddenly we could and that for us was always a highlight of the calendar where we did have a chance to get together and hang out for a while. Yeah. But that's where these retreats came in. So we, mm. we kind of compensated for that by going, well, if we can't have San Diego, we can have our own mini convention and we can go and like have, have the pop culture we want in the form of curating our own movies and TV schedule and we can do some work mm. together mm-hmm. um, and, and like, you know, just spend time together as mates. And um, I think the other thing is, because we've got this strong friendship that we um, we helped each other get through the hard times of, of mm. 2020 2021, where, you know, like, you know, when, like, it's it's been hard. We all know it's been hard. It's yeah, been, you know, sure. um, and we've all, all had our own complications within that, you know, different family members who have different reactions to, to the situation yeah. or risk, you know, because mm-hmm. of, of ex, ex, existing conditions and things. Mm-hmm. And that puts a, a lot of, pressure on you and on your mental health and and as as i'm sure you guys all know having friends that you can rely on to talk to is one of the main things that helps get you through those times and and i think you know we have been there for each other haven't we um yeah we're not because we've got that trust we're not scared to go i'm feeling pretty crappy today calvin and i I need to talk to you and and we just jump on the on the skype and have a conversation yeah. help each other talk you know it's it's okay for you to have, having a crappy day you know and be that voice of that give people give each other permission to um mm. to to accept that about yourself you know yeah, um, yeah. And, and um and and recognizing because we we do work in the in the same sort of you know um job we also know the pressures that that, that puts on us so we know mm. what it's I know what it's like when you, you've got crashing deadlines around you and there's you know, three projects and the editors all needing it desperately tomorrow. And, you know, at, that, at those times it can be really stressful and we can we can talk to each other about those as well and go, help me see the wood for the trees. What do mm-hmm. I need to do first? And and so, but we we would have done that anyway. I think it's just mm. the difference has been that like everyone else, we've, we've you know, we've all had a hard time. So, um, mm. so we've probably leaned on each other a little bit more is that fair i i mean yeah it is it's it's wild because the fact that we're talking about this as the four of us are, are meeting it's 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 the same kind of thing that you all have been saying as i've been feeling the last 24 hours is like thinking back to the past years without a group of of like-minded good people to to tell those like hey i'm having a rough day I, whether it's, Oh my God, this new book's coming out. I'm so excited. Or like you guys, I got this new project. Let me tell you about it. But yeah. those days of I'm having a rough time or like, I'm, I'm worried about this is so equally important. And I, I think that's so wonderful that the two of you are able to have, have both of those at the same time. Cause I think that everyone who doesn't probably had a much, a much more difficult time with some things this year. I think we're all pretty lucky. So that's pretty cool to hear. No, I think, it, I think those support groups, are so important and 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 having uh, i know i joked about it being soppy but actually we're both from a generation i mean george is a little bit younger than me just to 
tad um but where you are told as a british male well you don't talk about these things do you and you keep it all very much to yourself um and you're very prequel jedi about it um and what i think we try and be is far more high republic jedi about it and actually talk um because then things happen so it gets back to our thing things are better when you do it together so i think that's that if from from my part of the high republic that's definitely the message i've been trying to show through it um and i think it's something in our relationships our friendships and in both our rights and it's something that that comes through time and time again it's a theme because we know how important it is and how real it is yeah i mean i i know we all when we were reading um like rising storm when when elzar goes to stellan and is like hey I need, I need you as a friend, not as a council member, not as a Jedi master. I need my friend to help me because I'm scared of what I've done is you like, you read that amount of friendship and everything you said does bleed through so beautifully. And and George, I can't wait to see what other kind of stories you bring as well, because that you are, you're both such empathetic, good men aside from writers as well. So I'm very, very happy that this initiative we love so much is continuing in that direction and i i think 22 is going to be a hell of a year yeah so uh whew, okay great um <laughs> therapy session yeah oh, this very is, good yeah. very good beautiful guys yeah so i'll be sending the the bill through the invoice through good good yep <laughs> um, happy to. Oh, uh well i mean as as we as we round up here it's i mean my my god always always such a true joy to talk to both of you i'm so glad we got to have this large group of the six of us um, mm-hmm. to have this time. And, and I world bearing. Um, I hope that, you know, May celebration time comes up. We, who knows, but it would be really joyous to, uh, to get back some of that connection community that we're all hoping for, but Some point. we'll yeah. keep our eyes open, you know, not this year, maybe next exactly. year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, now though, business wise, as we always do, when we had talked to you guys this year, big year, most stuff you can't talk about, but the stuff that you can what should our listeners and viewers be excited for from Kevin Scott and George Mann in 2022? George, you go, because you've got loads this year. It's, it's scary. So, I mean, um, the next thing is the um, the picture book, um, you know, Battle for Starlight, first um, of February. But then I have um, the complete collection of Engine Ward, my comic series coming yes. out in February as well. Um, there's um, an original graphic novel from Dark Horse called Motherbridge coming in May. Um, there's a Newbury Hobbs, which is my steampunk fan, mm-hmm. kind of fantasy, Victorian fantasy series, got a big new novel from Tor coming in July. Um, there's the Carnival Road graphic novel in July. Um, oh, and yes. it rolls off. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> I, I got quite productive over lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's now starting to roll out. So there's, there's, I mean, there's loads more as well, but, um, but that's kind of the, the highlights of the next few months. Um, and yeah, and obviously, you know, Star Wars projects that I can't talk about yet. Oh, Marvel. So of course, everyone that's watching, listening, uh, keep an eye on George's Twitter, of course, for all, all, all updates. You, uh, you you beautifully let us know when everything's coming out uh, with, with links. So keep an eye on that. Uh, all right, Kevin, uh, the, the gauntlet's been thrown. How about you? Um, well, there's not much <laughs> I can talk about yet, but um, in the near future, we have the end of High Republic Phase 1 from Marvel mm-hmm. Comics. Yeah. Um, we got got that preview out that that preview of avar uh having having a frustrating day uh just dropped with her and keeve uh you you don't want to be in that corridor um (laughs) 
after that, I have a new Pacific Rim um, graphic novel coming out later on this month, oh, yes. um, which ties in um, a lot of stuff between it ties the original movies into the um, anime that was out um, last year. It's obviously the link between the two of them. So that's fun. Um, Shadow Service returns in the spring for yes. a new arc of demons and spies and shenanigans. Um, then, yes, there are things. Um, I mean, I suppose the one thing I can talk about is Phase 2 High Republic Marvel comic in October. I can actually yeah. say that's a thing. Uh-huh. Yes! Um, it's happening! Um, I can't tell you anything more about it other than the fact <laughs> it, it it's 150 years in the past. Oh, God. Well, I, I also appreciate you all uh, scheduling Phase 2 to drop in my birthday month. I, I know that that's was a personal choice. I, <laughs> it means it. a lot. It means a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, I can't wait. Um, but my goodness, what a what a joyous a joyous chat with both of you. Kevin, George, thank you for taking the time. Everyone that's listening and watching, I mean, what else is there? Look at these guys. Go read everything they do. I can't wait for you all to read all the projects. And uh, again, guys, thank you so much for making our Thursday. Our Thursday, uh, yep. even it is better. Thursday, yes. Always love it. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, then. Thank you. Oh, all right. That there we fun. have it. It was fun in person. We it was did fun it. To watch so again. Good. I liked we it. talked yeah. to two famous authors, and they knew our. They don't know my name. They know Eric's name. <laughs> they know you're infamous now. You're no, oh, notorious. Let's be you're real. notorious. 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 Uh, well, everyone in the in the in the comments, thanks for for watching that along with us. That was so fun to kind of you know watch that a bit. I, I don't always listen back to our shows or watch all our stuff, but it was fun just to see that happen. And mm-hmm. if this worked for you, let us know. We obviously love doing it. And go pre-order everything George and Kevin make. Uh, it was so lovely to see them. So lovely to hear them talk about that hard stuff at the end, too, right? Like having, being of that generation that is finally yeah, able to open up and be sure. emotional. That, that really got me watching mm-hmm. it back. For sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, Kevin was pretty open at the end of last year about just the challenges that he faced. And, you know, he worked his tail off. And, like, yeah, COVID was hard on lots of folks. So it's refreshing to hear, you know, refreshing to hear that from authors just in general. Yeah, a lot of people are going through the same kind of hardships um, that you, you may be going through and they just don't voice it. But when they do voice it, then kind of feel that it's OK for you to say something as well. Reach out. Absolutely. Reach out to your friends, help them out. And if they happen to be UT and award winning writers, you know, all the better. But uh, so that was great. We hope to do those again soon. Uh, depending on what releases we have. As a reminder, two weeks from tonight, we do have our part one of our Fallen Star Roundtable. So you have two more weeks to read that. Uh, next week, we have a classic Living Force show coming your way. And then two weeks from now, uh, Wes will finish the book by then. Wes will start the book by then. <laughs> and then uh, Charles, Charles will be back next week. And he will, of course, be here at the Roundtable. We will see you then. But my friends, that will do it for this week's very special episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for all of that. If you don't, head over to patreon.com slash utini. Help us get to our documentary release. A special thank you goes out to OK Endar, Jeremy Kazina, JG Kars, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And our patron of the week, Matt Billington, then Tyler the Tour, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally, and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Wes is at Boss Wes. And Charles, if he ever shows up again, is at C. Hangle. A special <laughs> thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thanks to all of you for hanging out in the chat. Thank you to Corey, Wes, Kevin, and George for being on the show tonight. And as always, may the force be with you. 
There is no hatred, there is joy. There is no division, there is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.